Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of The Charting Room, a podcast where today's hot topics meets mental health conversations. This is Kivon here with a reminder that the views expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests. This podcast is meant to be informative and entertaining and is not a substitute for one-on-one medical or mental health care of any nature, nor the suggestion of any diagnosis or treatment. Remember that only a a licensed provider can evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical and mental health advice to you. Now, let's dig in. Welcome to the charting room. What's good? It's your girl, Kivon, and I am a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, my name is Dr. Anthony Andrews. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor. And this is Dr. Sheree Watkins. I'm also a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Dr. Phil Murray, board certified adult and child psychiatrist. And we are your charting room co-hosts back for season three. Yeah. The crowd's going wild. The crowd's going wild. <laughs> what has been up, guys? What have y'all been up to? Trying to stay COVID-free. And live. Amen. Amen. <laughs> How y'all doing with that saying COVID free? So far, so good. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Get reports over here so far, but I haven't got tested, so I may be carrying it right now. I don't know. Yeah, very fair. Very fair. Same. <laughs> uh, no yeah. symptoms, so that's good. Hey, I'm so happy that all have, all of you all have been healthy and whole and doing well. That's like really valuable news in the, in this day and age. Right. Um, and as have we been staying healthy and whole and, you know, doing doing the virtual things still oh, and, and living life. Right. Uh, How's that been? It's been good. It's been good. You know what? Initially, it was really tiring. Right. Um, and as I thought about it, the switch was so abrupt. Like, there was no, like, transitionary per- period. And so I was able to really recognize that that added a lot to how exhausting it was. And the fact that we were in the midst of a global pandemic. Right. But now I found my groove. I've got my schedule the way I like it. And, you know, just doing what it do. You're virtual too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm virtual. I guess I was asking more for like uh, uh, the kids' sake. Like I'm glad uh, everybody with school age oh. children have been have been have been going through. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad right now I don't have a school age child because you know it's been kicking some parents' butt. You know what I mean? So uh, just to be able, I, I hear them. I hear the struggles, and you know, I got family members who are teaching online basically because uh, they have to be the teacher of that period. I got, you know, friends that are teachers and seem like the online virtual thing has just been a headache for everyone. So I was really asking about that, but yeah, I've definitely been doing sessions virtually. Yeah. I was just saying that, um, what I found to be interesting when looking at what people are saying is that with the homeschooling it's making families, um, do a couple of things. Number one, um, choose somebody may not be able to stay in the workforce, um, because trying to balance it all. And then two, I finally have seen a lot of families come together and create resources. So I've seen families who didn't want to send their children back to public school, create mini schools within their community, find spaces within their home or um, small centers or rent space 
where it's only between eight to 10 kids and find private teachers to make sure that their kids are getting adequately taught while still using the virtual piece from the public school system. Um, it's interesting what we can create when sometimes put in these types of situations. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I've seen more conversations around community and village mentality, which has been a beautiful thing. Loving it, loving it. Um, Sheree and Phil, you all are still going into the office. How has that been? Uh, I mean, for me, it's been fine. It's been mostly virtual, and unless I'm uh, doing the emergency room, uh, mm-hmm. but it's been, you know, it's been cool for the most part. Um, not really too disruptive, you know. I got to keep reminding myself that I don't have the same kind of, I guess you could say, built-in quarantine break that other people have, and so I have to judge myself a little bit differently for not starting a new hobby, side hustle, or whatever else right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can totally understand that. I think a lot of people have felt that pressure to do all the things instead of just like acknowledging that we're in the midst of a pandemic and it's okay to just survive. Mm-hmm. It's been good for me. Um, no students um, were allowed on campus at first. And then they've allowed the students to come on campus and use like um, the study areas and the library. We're still not allowed to see the students in person. So just minimum contact with just my immediate colleagues. So I felt safe and able to come into work. Nice, nice. How has it been for you all at home um, in this era? Like with your spouses and your kiddos? Like what has that been like? It's been hell, man. It's been, it's it's been, it's been good. It's been good. Um, You know, of course, with a 16 month old, it's been good having both of us at home, of course, um, to be able to share those duties. Uh, But it's been like uh, hectic at the same time because, you know, we have her here um, all day. So trying to juggle work, um, whether that's teaching online, doing uh, therapy and, you know, she working at the bank. And, you know, so we've kind of um, worked something out with um, her mom where her mom gets her three days out of the week. So it's just been, it's been crazy, but it's been giving us uh, some time to really just uh, chill and, you know, spend that quality time in the midst of uh, this whole craziness. But um, in all in all, it's, it's been good. What about for you guys? It was um, a transition for us. We went from being houseless to having to find housing in the midst of COVID. So we literally um, had to choose a place without necessarily being able to see it in person. So I don't know about everybody else, but... (laughs) We don't do that. And so I just had to hope that the pictures was real, that the people was real, that once I gave them that deposit, that, you know, we was going to get some keys in hand. But um, that was, um, I think, the most scariest piece. But um, luckily enough, the transition went well and got to work from home with no issues. And um, my son's daycare never closed because most of the people who work there work at either Novana Atrium. So they were they had to stay open because they had people who were working at the hospitals. And, um, but we did see a large reduction and his class size went from, I think 15 to maybe eight. And so Mm -hmm. I felt comfortable being able to send him there because most of the um, parents were also essential workers too. Right. Um, And then coming over here to the Island. Yeah. Quarantining on the Island versus quarantining in the U S two totally different things. Because I can get in the car, I can ride at Food Line, Walmart, 
you know, just take a little ride, even to drive around to Concord, just look at the Concord meals from afar. Right. <laughs> Have multiple options for food choices. If I didn't feel like cooking, it ain't like that over here. What's what like? what has it been like? <laughs> so quarantine and we got here and we had to order groceries through WhatsApp mm. and then they had to deliver them the next day. So number one, I don't know the brands, but most of the stuff they gave us was stuff that we couldn't even read. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know how this is gonna taste. This ain't craft. <laughs> this ain't <laughs> this ain't no rich crackers. This is somebody else's crackers. <laughs> so um it was just interesting just trying to accommodate. Um, of course, my job was trying to be helpful. They're like, we can go out and get other stuff, just Texas. But when we came out of quarantine, most of the places, um, um, the nice restaurants were closed. So only thing that was open was McDonald's and Burger King. And I was like, I didn't want McDonald's and Burger King in the U.S. And I definitely don't want over here in St. Martin. Right. So found myself cooking a lot. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. What about for you guys, Kevon, Phil? Things have been well over here. We, um, the kids are in virtual school. So just trying to find the balance with that. Our daughter is a senior this year. So she has her group. I know it's so crazy. We have a graduating senior. Um, she has her balance. She has her rhythm. Like, you know, she can self teach and, and things like that. And she's already had tutors lined up, um, from last year. So it was just like business as usual for her. Um, with the exception of the fact that she's missing out on all the senior year things right now. Um, and then our son is an eighth grader and he requires a little bit more handholding. And so we're trying to find the balance with that and also take into consideration, like it's a pandemic. And so we should have grace with him, grace with ourselves and things of that nature. Their dad is working like six jobs. Um, I don't know if I should say that on air. <laughs> he was scamming, like it's okay. <laughs> it's all legit, sis. It's all legit. Right. Right. Um, so you know, he's staying busy and and the same for me, just working and, and staying busy. But I will say that I appreciate um just the ability to have more family time. And right. I love being able to say hey to the kiddos in between sessions and make a quick lunch or make some juice for the kids in the morning and, and Thomas. And so, you know, it's, it's worked for us. It has, it has worked well for us and I'm grateful for that. Are you like squeezing this juice when you say make juice? Are you like hand squeezing this juice? <laughs> no, no, sir. I am Are definitely you? putting it in a juicer. <laughs> 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 definitely putting it in a juicer I, I'm not squeezing anything <laughs> right <laughs> oh man man Phil what's been going on with you man I, I got nothing man like life really, I'm serious like life hasn't changed for me I'm just here by myself <laughs> so right. you know I don't have to worry about online school uh, no really <laughs> Right. Still going to work and coming back home. Uh, I've cut down on travel significantly. I've been to a couple of places, but um, other than that, it's been fine. I went home for the first time in a while, uh, and even then, that was still. You know, my mom um, has a. She's a breast cancer survivor, and she's older. Okay. Uh, so okay. you know, I didn't stay at home. I stayed with a friend, uh, and then when I visited, just made sure I had on my mask and everything else. Uh, you know, don't want to take too many precautions. I mean, well, you know, you want to take all the precautions necessary, like 
you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I want to see my mom and then end up getting somebody in trouble. So, right. you know, it, and it worked out just fine. Um, I mean, I, I really don't get the whole not wanting to wear a mask thing. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, and especially if it, you know, keeps folks safe and everything else, it's a small price to pay. Um, right. You know, and it's been interesting uh, just seeing Charlotte go through its phases and everything else. Um, you know, you're able to go out a little bit, not nothing too crazy, but, you know, it's been, it's been manageable. Nice. I'm curious, Phil, what, where are some of the places you've traveled to? Uh, went to uh, really L.A. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Mexico for a couple of days because that's the only place we can go. I'm certain y'all have seen Right, right, right. Everybody <laughs> went to Loon. Yeah, it's a long right, right. Uh, so, so yeah, so those are the places I've gone. And like I said, I drove home. Uh, I'll probably start picking up a little bit of travel uh, every now and again, because um, I mean, at this point, I feel like we are as safe as we're going to be until we get a vaccine. Exactly. And um, you know, with infection rates being what they are, I think as long as you follow precautions and everything, and not just indoors and cramped spaces, it should be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. Nice. How was Tulum? Uh, I didn't go to Tulum. Uh, I went to a different part of Mexico oh. and just chilled out for a couple of days. Literally just kind of ate and drank and then came back. Okay. Smash <laughs> you. I need that. I need that in my life, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> need all that. I'm trying to be like, I just, I just, I just been home watching Pussy Valley. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's now we got to put the eat. Now we got to put the E on the podcast. Uh, we do. I should have said P Valley. I'm sorry. Everybody else says P Valley, but right. <laughs> right. everybody said E. Everybody. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a show, by the way, everyone. It's a show. So you don't think I'm just at my house diving in Pussy Valley. Um, it's a show. And I was like, what station that come? Like, what the fuck y'all We don't judge. We don't judge. Right. I, appreciate I cannot it. with you, Ann. Right. Oh, you pay for that? Why don't you just Google it like everybody else? Okay. <laughs> <He's right. laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, I really miss you all though. I was talking to TK before we started recording and I was like, well, we're about to record for the first time in a while. And, you know, I'm about to see what this chemistry is hitting for because we haven't recorded in a while. And I just, re- I miss the energy that we have right. when we're in the same room together, you know? Right, right. No, I, same here. Yes, I just posted what I think um, last week, the day before my birthday, about um, the first time we met um, at the, um, I can't remember the name of it, but I, Mind Your Business Workshop. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Old Campbell Bar in Campbell Yes. Campbell. yes. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, time has passed. It's been, we've been rocking for two years now. Two okay. years. Wow. Hey, see, wow. I was like, I remember when we got the text from Kevon about, I got an idea. And I'm like, mm. Right. And we, bro- like, <laughs> we broke we, and then we broke bread together i mean it was we vegan did. bread um but we broke we broke bread nonetheless <laughs> and we were able to and it was good bread it was it was good bread good bread good bread so a lot of people yeah, man have um a lot of people have been you know just texting me and uh I, i've been seeing people on instagram there's a lot of people that have been having like different uh things going on we got pregnancies happening engagements happening 
Um, you know, some people have just been connecting uh, to a whole other level during this uh, quarantine. And I'm, I just want to ask, do you think it's like has something to do with uh, COVID or, you know, and but then I hear a lot of people saying that, you know, uh, it's been hard for them to get out the house, to socialize, to date um, because of COVID. So it kind of like uh, two different worlds that we're living in right now. Um, what have you guys been noticing from people, whether it's IG, family, friends or whomever? I mean, I think it's changed, you know, from the beginning to now. Uh, and like I said, I think it's because people are now getting into more of a new normal. Uh, I know folks are taking way more precautions closer to March than they are now. And not that people are being reckless, right. but you know, I think the way that people are connecting and I think people's kind of overall level of alarm, uh, it varies. And I also think it depends on your situation. You know, like thinking about my friends that have young kids, they're taking way more precautions than, you know, friends without kids. You know, mm-hmm. you know vary but i think people are being more intentional because i mean we talk about covid but there's a lot of stuff that's been going on like famous folks dying black folks still getting killed you got protests you got a whole election coming up and so i think there's a lot of things reinforcing just how important the important stuff is right yeah yeah i agree with you i think that we are many people are at crossroads where they're like you know what i thought was valuable and what I thought was important really isn't as important. And the things that I have put down or pushed aside are the things that matter the most to me. Um, and, and so I can see how that works to the advantage of some relationships, but I also can see how that works to the detriment of some relationships as well. I think for me and low, um, it made us closer. We was already close, but um, having to see each other day in and day out, because um, by the time we were supposed to leave, he had already you know, had given up his job, so he couldn't go back. So we was together every day, all day. Um, and for some couples, you know, that can be a make it or break it. Um, I found that we didn't have arguments. We was able to talk. Um, we gave each other space. And so we just got into a routine. But then I also had some friends who this period... Um, has led to them solidifying that they're separating or did separate. And that was disheartening to see that a time that when we were facing something that our generation never thought we would have to face, which should bring some type of closeness, but it just sometimes um, solidified some things that was already unhealthy or toxic and gave them meaning to, I don't have to accept this because life is too short. So mm-hmm. it was just, um, it was hard to see that from friends because with all of us, um, you know, having friendships for middle school, high school and college, we want the best for everybody. So when you're happy, you want to see the other people happy too. So I think that's been hard just to watch the whole, if I can theme it, just watch suffering, period. Mm. Ooh. You know, you know, it's, it's, uh, I can agree in that, you know, I've seen some people suffer in that sense as well, um, because you really have to come to grips with yourself and the person that you're with, uh, because when you're boxed in like that, uh, all you can really build on is really that uh, maybe even genuine friendship that needs to be there, that foundation that needs to be there. Um, but like you said, some people have become um, free in a sense to knowing that, you know what, this is this isn't going to work and that's OK. Um, and, and although they may be suffering right now, because of course you can even compare it to temporary grief. Um, but, um, 
you know, once they realize what's best for them, I'm, I'm excited to see about, you know, see what may happen, what may come out of this. Um, just because the relationship ends, of course, doesn't mean that it's a horrible thing. Um, but watching it right now uh, could very well look bad. But I think I think COVID had just brought out a lot of stuff in people. So I think it's been mm-hmm. an eye opener for a lot of individuals. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, what's to come. Yeah, I love that I have been seeing more conversations around normalizing ending relationships in a healthy manner. Um, Because I think, you know, in the past, much of what I would see would be um, like very toxic endings. And that also depends on the relationship and the history and things of that nature. Um, But I've been seeing a lot of conversations around like just ending relationships in a healthy manner. And I'm wondering how much of this, you know, focusing on what's important has has prompted that change. Have you all been seeing that too? I've seen a few. I, one of the posts I saw maybe about maybe, um, a month and a half ago, almost two months, was um, we don't have to be like our um, our grandmothers and aunties, mm-hmm. and really talking about some of the um, the norms from you know past times in which our grandmothers, great aunties, aunties felt like they had to stay for the kids' sake, and sometimes because the male was the primary breadwinner. Um, and it made me think there has been an evolution where you still may have some that feel like they have to stay for the kids, but a lot more women are like, I'm not staying for the kids. I'm not staying even because I, I got married. Um, they're choosing to, they're choosing something different. And so I think we have to re, um, re, begin to reframe the conversations about what it means to be married, to be um, to be mothers, um, to be young, and to be uh, all those types of things because um, we are our ancestors. So I'm a firm believer of that. However, we um, some of the decisions that we're making, we're not doing it based off of what's the word I'm looking for, just because. Mm, just because that it's the thing to do or mm-hmm. it's what you know everyone before us did yeah right and that's why that's why you see a lot of posts that have been increasing because you can't really uh portray this happy image if mm-hmm. it's not really happy anymore uh you can't go out and go to these clubs or the outings or out to eat and you know so it forces you to only be into your reality or be in your reality mm-hmm. at that present mm-hmm. moment um, so you have to see a lot of people that used to post a lot. You, you don't see them post anymore because, uh, you know, what are you doing? What are you really doing now? And it kind of like it kind of like just unravels all of this, uh, this rawness about an individual um, and your face to be there. Um, so, yeah, you know, nothing being out of relationship or being in a relationship. Everybody has to work it out for their own term on their own terms. Um, so it's just been beautiful kind of just to go through my own relationship and, and see um, what works, um, you know, what doesn't work and be OK with, um, you know, fighting, fighting through any kind of barriers that come at you. Um, and um, like, like I agree with you, Sheree, though, um, you do not have to people aren't staying in your relationship just to stay anymore. And, you know, why would you want to stay in somewhere where you're not going to be happy? I'm all about fighting for what you're going to fight for. But, you know, people grow apart and it's just a reality. Um, and even in that, from a counseling perspective, so many people come in trying to, of course, uh, save relationships. Um, and sometimes you got to throw it back at them. Maybe this is just a healthy closure. And that's okay, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I want to challenge, though, this notion that people have been pulling away from posting because of relationship challenges. Because I, I think it goes back to 
the thing that Phil said earlier in that, you know, wrestling with not doing all the things because I am still working like this full-time job. And, you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, for some people, a part of the pandemic has been strictly focused on just surviving. And so because of that, other things have had to be put on the back burner, which may also include posting on social media. I also think that, you know, as millennials, social media became a diary for many of us. And when we pull back and look at like what's important for some people, that might be one of the things that that goes away because it is a burden to keep up. Right. And so for some people, it might not have to do anything with their relationship. It might just be that I value using my time in other ways. And social media isn't one of those things that I want to use my time on anymore. Very true. You know, very true. Very true. And not, not to mention that social media can just be depressing in itself. Um, it, okay. You know, I'm trying to even avoid, because uh, I felt like the last few podcasts that we were just on here talking about another person getting shot, another black yeah. man getting shot. So I'm not trying to bring that energy, but we all know what's happening. Um, and it just can't escape it unless you put down social media. But then, you, like you say, you don't want to, uh, you know, bury this stuff or these these uh, things that's happening. So you're kind of thankful that somebody capturing it on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we just all got to protect ourselves. So you're right. Um, maybe it's not important to individuals anymore and they are focusing on the important things in their life. So that's a very, mm-hmm. good, point. very good point. Yeah, you're right. Social media sometimes just is not the jam <laughs> with all the things going on. and right. And yeah, finding a way yeah. to separate from that is important. Right. Like I saw you on uh, I saw you on social media the other week, Kimon, and you had like your hands in the air. You were so happy. You had some like was it Al Green or Marvin Gaye in the background or something? I think it was Al Green. I was like, man, <laughs> and beside it was just like mood. And I was like, man, I gotta be in this mood right now. You know I, mean? <laughs> I feel so, like you guys can come over now. I feel like we we, we feel, wow. you know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got to like jump on that like immediately because I know it's going to yes, be like soon. Yes, like by this week in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I feel like you guys have come over. But yeah, I think it has just been a season of intentional living. And as Americans, we have become so accustomed to the rat race that it's not abnormal for us anymore. It's not abnormal to wake up at the crack of dawn, jump in a car, go to work, come back home at the end of the day, in the nighttime, whip together a quick meal, sit together at a table for 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. Everybody goes to separate rooms to do homework and work, shower, get up and do it again. It's not abnormal. And so this season has really forced me to look at how much of that do I want to carry into my next season. And when I begin to shed away the layers of things that I have been told I must do to be a wholesome person or to be me, um, when I shed those away and I'm left with a person that I actually like and like enjoy being in the company of myself, it brings about that that peace that I have desired. And um, so that has been a, a, a bonus to this global pandemic. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a lot of feel, you know, you, you feel, uh, I know I used to when the pandemic first started, you know, I used to feel guilty. Like, man, some people are out here really 
suffering during this pandemic. And I had yeah. so, so many um, good things that was happening, uh, whether to me or, you know, my family during this pandemic. And, you know, you have to credit some of it too, just uh, what COVID has brought, which was, uh, which has been time. Um, so, you yeah. know, at first, uh, you know, you want to be able to take on every single client, take on every single task. Um, like you said, some people don't um, know what to do with more fr- with free time. So you just ha- feel like you have to replace it with different things and, uh, and not really sharing your story. Like, you know what? This has been good for me. Um, yeah. And my heart goes out to those that it hasn't been um, good for. But, um, you know, just been owning like, OK, you know, the, the positivity and the good that's been placed in your life and, um, and mm-hmm. being and being thankful and grateful for that. You know, so, yeah, yeah. black people don't. I'm not going to say that. Let me refrain that. <laughs> Your Honor, redact that from the record record. <laughs> Some people don't really do duality well. Right. right. Where two things can be true at the same time. Mm. And it can be true that our heart grieves for the people that are struggling for our nation, grieves for us as black people, you know, and having to navigate living in a nation that doesn't want us to be here. We can grieve those things and we can also celebrate the beautiful things as well. And I think we frequently think we have to be one or the other. And so then we miss out on those moments of joy and as Black people, we need those moments, like, more than ever. Um, and so it's okay to be sad, but it's also okay to be like, but I'm also happy for this that's happening. Right, 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 right. A lot of working things. from home, one thing that I've thought about, as you were saying, Anthony, is that I found myself as a therapist working harder on working from home. Mm-hmm. And finding that I couldn't put in as many hours as I used to, been able to even hold a full-time job and then go to my private practice for about three, four hours and working on a Saturday. I literally probably by um, by May, first part of June, I I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I myself um, starting to get increases in migraines and I was like, okay, I'm tired. And, um, of course, that's when you start seeing these studies. People are working longer hours, working from home. I'm just like, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I had to, at least once a month, well, in um, in June, I took two weeks off. And I just canceled and had to reschedule. Um, but every single month, I take a week off and don't see any clients. Just so that I can just re- regenerate and be the best therapist that I can be. But I saw an influx of new and old. And... You know, one of the, the things in our therapist group talks about that as Black therapists, you know, we never thought there would be a wave of people rushing to see us. But this was a time where Black therapists, we were in the in the forefront, helping our people to navigate COVID, navigate death and dying, navigate um, just the fear of the unknown when it comes to our future in this government. And we not only had to hold space for them, but we had to navigate it ourselves at the same damn time. And it was hard. Yes. And so um, I, what I found was that I had to make sure I did my own self-care, making sure I talked to my therapist, taking some time off. Um, don't be afraid that if I got sick counseling sessions, those types of things. And sometimes just once again, just doing absolutely nothing, including not right. getting on social media. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Now, you know, I felt myself yes. being a therapist. I felt myself being a therapist in every single role that I was doing. I was uh, I was doing uh mm. I was catering the feelings on uh, whether it's at home, uh, friends, family. I was advising students for 
classes and they were they were going through I'm giving therapy then you know then in private practice and um, you know people just coming out of the woodworks just needing therapy and I'm grateful I'm grateful but then I had to realize man you know I was supposed to be on vacation I had missed about three vacations I had planned I was supposed to be in some different uh you know countries and it's just like okay I haven't been doing anything so besides being at this computer investing in lighting and uh uh, cameras and <laughs> everything to make the practice run from home. Like, I gotta get, I get the hell out of here. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, I just been looking up. I saw everybody go to Tulum. I was like, I gotta get to Tulum. I saw, uh, <laughs> I saw people talking about LA. I was like, I gotta get to LA. My brothers randomly got up and went to LA the other week and took my nieces. I was like, damn. Like, I was like, am I only one? And I go out and about in Charlotte and, and get, I'm getting to go orders like at Ruru's and I see. Everybody out there just having a good time eating, you know what I mean? I'm like, am I the only one just sitting in the house <laughs> being Kevon? Uh, you know, so I'm like, uh, I got to get out of here. So I really got to start being intentional, like you said, about doing that, knowing that I got to be like Phil. I got to just get the hell out of here and just not tell nobody. <laughs> I just got to go. But my thing is, like, it came after, you know, realizing that I hadn't done anything. And I think right. what mm-hmm. I had to change was, you know, that I didn't have my regular routine. Doesn't mean that I'm supposed to leave days on the table or whatever else. Um, right. you know, and just realizing that I was slowly burning out. And I think it's because, like I said, with me, I didn't really have a change in schedule. I didn't have extra time or anything else. It's just kind of day to day and then not having the things I would usually have to kind of recharge. So, uh, you know, so I had yeah. to do it myself personally. And I have to tell clients when I'm working with them, like, hey, have you taken a day off? You know, like I know because the other thing was with us being worried about the surge and everything, we couldn't schedule vacation for a little while. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of stacked up. And so now myself and other folks are taking time. But it's just something you got to think about, like, all right, what was life like before this? What does the change actually mean? And then from there, how can I get stuff as close to mm-hmm. possible? What was interesting, mm-hmm. Phil, I don't know if you heard, um, but some people didn't feel that they should take off any time because they had no place to go. And I'm like, you can create something. Um, Mm -hmm. You can do multiple things. Even if it's a staycation at home, is there something that you want to learn or something that you want to to do that you haven't been able to do? Like clean out your closet, stop being a hoarder. Um, Or once again, catch up on law and order like me or binge watch Criminal Minds. I think we, we, we oftentimes, I heard the mentality of we have to physically go somewhere. But rest and rejuvenation can look um, both internal and external. And so I did see a lot of clients say, well, ain't no use in taking off. I don't got no place to go. I'm like, but you've been working 50 hours a week for the past three months. <laughs> What's right. going on? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, we don't know. I think we we come from a place, we live in a place. Not, you know, and I can speak, I can speak for some black people. I'm black. Um, so uh, there's a, we come from a place of just like, I got to go ahead and just take everything on the table right now. I can't leave nothing on there when I got the time. Yeah. And, um, and for so many years and, um, and decades, we just haven't been uh, incorporating self-care into the mix. Um, that's what it comes down to because we've been taught it's been popular. It's been popular to make sure you work in those uh, multiple jobs or doing multiple things and and bringing in so much uh, money and that's what brings that value or know that 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 kind of says okay I'm doing something because I'm bringing in money instead of just yeah. like okay no I'm, I'm relaxing and it's not nothing to post there's nothing to there's nothing to brag about I'm just simply relaxing for me because I can't I can't continue if if I don't do this you know so. Yeah. Um, you guys yeah. make some really good points. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, and especially with Sheree's point that in the beginning, man, the work, the task of just getting through the day was so daunting. Um, and I was like, I think I talked to you, Sheree, like I got to pull away for a little bit. I think it was mm-hmm. right around the time that you shifted your schedule. Yes. Um, yeah. And I was like, man, I got to I got to step away, even if it's for a few, just a few days, a couple of days. Right. Um, and I hope that people have been giving themselves permission to do that, to to do what they need to do to take care of themselves. I had to turn down offers. I had to turn down gig opportunities just so that I could, again, focus on what was important to me in this season. Mm-hmm. Um Right. Then so you I'm see, glad to hear you say that. Mm-hmm. Right. You say then you see like Sheree posting like uh, her view, waking up in the morning. Period. <laughs> I'm like, Period. I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. You know what I mean? Saying, it I ain't. Outside. It's uh, it, it really ain't <laughs> gloomy and this and that. Yeah, I said I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta do better. <laughs> but but Sheree, uh, you had a a, a wonderful uh, spa day that we that we saw. That was very interesting. You know how was that? And... So shout out to the boo for getting me my first ever spa day. For the listeners, Aww. don't judge me. My first, don't judge. Judge your mama. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was she still. already had her first spa day. Why are we gonna judge her? <laughs> Look, I, it's already done now. But it was very interesting. So I experienced a little culture. What is no colorism? I experienced um, a little bit of um, what is it? Male aggression. Don't know how to take the word no. Um, I experienced being touched in a way that I had to sit there and, and look up and be like, is this what a massage is supposed to be like? <laughs> so for the listeners, I've never received, a, a, I guess what they call a real massage. It's only been like chair or upper back. And so I didn't know that I had to get completely naked. And butt so, Nikki. That's what they call them, the butt Nikki. So <laughs> nobody calls it that. Nobody calls it that. Yeah, nobody calls it that. Nobody. <laughs> but like literally. <laughs> but number one, I didn't know that she was gonna be massaging like the buttocks and thighs. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, don't nobody touch me there but the hubby. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> so that was my first amazement. And then just the awakening that I'm walking in the spa and just there you have the option to go clothless like no clothing is an option and i'm like please to my heavenly father to little baby jesus in the manger don't let them get into the same things that i'm in right (laughs) (laughs) don't get in my don't get into my sauna go go somewhere else and again that may come from me coming from a small mind i've never experienced it before but nakedness is, is a thing here. Um, there's a couple of new beaches, but um, my husband said, when in Rome, and I'm like, hell no, I'm just I'm not <laughs> doing it. But my biggest learning thing is that I, um, we have to begin to experience and allow ourselves to feel joy and spend the money to create these memories. Because I always say, no, I'm going to go get a massage. I, got, I still got good certificates for Massage Envy back in Charlotte. Never used it. So I'm like, this is what, what have I been waiting on? Right. So yeah. to summarize that, you're saying we should just take care of ourselves, walk on new beaches. Yes, uh, be naked. New, yeah, be naked. Be naked. <laughs> Black people need to be naked more, is what you're saying. This is good. And doing the stages. So my goal right. is by my third visit, I'm going to be topless. That's my goal. There you That's go. I love it. I love it. You know, I um, 
went to a spa. Well, first of all, in Korea, that was nude and went with some coworkers. And that was... Interesting to say the least, because you gotta like work a with them. <laughs> What'd you say? That sounds like a bonding experience, <laughs> right? You gotta right. work together the next day. Um, but also went to a nude spa with my aunties, and it just ain't sit right with me. And so I just was like, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't the nudity part. It was the nudity part with my aunties that didn't sit right with me. And so, you know, if anyone is wanting to take Sheree's advice and go nude, consider who you are going with. (laughs) That that might make a difference. Right, right. I can believe it. I I need a spa day like that, man. I got to get me a spa day. Yeah. I need a spa day and the bodyguards, though, yeah. (laughs) Okay, but you popping, sis. You popping, so, you know. I mean, the skin is glowing. I finally feel like my face matches Kevon's glow. Because my husband said I was glowing. (laughs) I was like... Yeah. I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Good night. Kevon was glowing. All day, 365. And so... I, I can be honest though I will tell you I shared this with my husband on the car ride home he's like baby he's like why did you feel so uncomfortable and I said well you know being plus size all my life I'm not used to mm-hmm. any type of man coming on to me or getting that type of attention and he's like well things are different here um and I like it made me think on the way home because I haven't lived that experience it made me physically feel uncomfortable to receive you know another person coming on to me in any type of way and so I had to sit and do some meditation on that last night yeah how do I work through that and realize that you can still get compliments um and of course still be respectful um but really be able to receive it when you only looked at yourself or others have looked at yourself in a certain way right and I and I respect Lo for I think one thing I read that he said my man was just shooting a shot yes you can never knock a man for shooting a shot. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's on you at that point to kind of, you know, get him away. But he's gonna mm-hmm. shoot. He's gonna shoot a shot. Uh, you know what I mean? And um, of course, I, I'm not. You know, I, don't, I can't speak for him. But you know, of course, if somebody is hitting on his lady, you know what I mean? Then that's a. You know, then he's. I mean, he probably see the same thing that he, he sees. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. you and my husband. Maybe similar in that statement, but my husband's special because if he would have been physically there, my husband would have been sitting at the bar watching and wouldn't have done nothing. <laughs> That's him. He, he like, and I would have been looking at him like, you going to come over here and save me? And he's like, he's done it before. And I would literally have to get up and walk to him like when we used to go out to the club when we first started dating. He was like, what? He's like, go ahead and dance with them. You going right. home with me. Like, he's so laid back. I'm like, no, dude, I need for you to have a little, a little, little angry issue. <laughs> <laughs> Come save me. Don't do because, what. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's he's hilarious. funny. Hey, that's, that's hilarious. I keep him. <laughs> <laughs> what is, let's end on one high and one low um, since we've last met. And then just plan to do this again very, very soon. Right. So shall I start with one high and one yeah, low? Yeah, yeah. Start with one high and one low. Keep on. One high has been 
that, um, oh, shoot, I'm stumping myself. Uh, One High has been, you know what? This summer was good. This summer was really good for us. Um, And, you know, we got a chance to just breathe, swim, relax, eat, and and breathe and that was and that was a beautiful change in pace um one low i'm really tired of of coronavirus and i am ready for things to get back to like us being able to like be in the the company of friends and family and large gatherings and have house gatherings and go to people's houses for their gatherings and all of that so you know that that still weighs on me right we, you know, we had uh, one invite from you, but then we got canceled like the next <laughs> day, and everybody was like, and we was like looking forward to it. Then we got like the email, like, hey, this party is canceled. We thought that, you know, your daughter's going to be watching the kids and everything, and everybody was all amped for that. Then all of a sudden, COVID just hit. So, yeah, know. I feel like that's when I had the flu. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like that's what I canceled and I had the flu. Why right. are you perplexed, Phil? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just trying to think about that time that you uh, engaged me in bioterrorism. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm sorry, Phil. Forever sorry for that. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with my high and low. Um, we're not starting. We'll go second. But uh, my high has just been all about just spending family time. Uh, my daughter actually like sat on a potty and like peed. Uh, I was like, oh man, I was like, this is so washed. I feel really washed right now. You know, cause I was so excited uh, for her to, to use the potty. So that was like a high Aww. for me. I'm like, like, damn, all the highs in the world, this is my high. I must be a dad. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> a, a low has just been some days of just uh, having low energy and just not being, yeah. um, you know, realizing that, you know, I got to just chill out because you, um, uh, you place yourself in the room and it's like, this is all that you're doing. And you realize like, okay, well, uh, my family is right outside of the door. Okay. Let me just put this down and go out and, and go join them. And, you know, so just knowing that and being kind of burnt out, uh, knowing and feeling that guilt of, I know people need us right now. Cause I was seeing a lot of people who were unemployed and a lot of people, yeah. who, um, you know, family members had uh, COVID and, you know, so I feel like I just had a duty to do. Um, so, um, and not, it was, it wasn't the lowest low, but it was low for me at one yeah. point. So, but, um, but yeah, but now, now we're here. So I'm glad to be back with you guys. Love it. Um, my high, um, would have to be, uh, being able to look at my Facebook memories and know that two years ago I had hit a severe depression. And I remember bidding mm. on Facebook saying, you know, what was the point of me having a PhD? constantly overlooked, um, underappreciated. Um, and it was based off of just a couple of interviews of making it to the top two or, or the third or fourth round and it being given to people who didn't even have the same skill sets as me. Um, mm-hmm. And then sometimes just not being even interviewed at all. And I had just reached a real low of like, you know, God, you know, why am I here? Why am I still stuck in this toxic environment? And when are you going to remove me? And how did you make me get to this final interview and was told that they wasn't going to be going with the internal candidate because she had no leadership experience and literally literally been told they went with her anyway. And the VP telling me, no, there's, I can't give you any feedback. He was perfect. And I just said, then I'm like, why did I waste 13 years of my life in school? 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this going to change? And just to know that I remember one of my um, prayer partners, my sister is telling me that God was going to do a quick work. And at that time I couldn't hear it. And I remember being angry at her when she told me and she said, just, just know that you'll look back and you'll understand what I mean. And when I think about the process of getting this job, I, I literally was interviewed and hired within six weeks. And so that's my high of being able mm-hmm. to see full circle that going through and sharing on Facebook, like I got inboxes and I got people up on the post that made me literally have to close my door in my office and weep and see that being vulnerable and sharing and not being shameful where I was helped so many other people. Like I'm there now or I was there too. And um, this is where I'm at now to be able to share that in my own struggle of faith and that there's something about being free and that you don't have to necessarily walk this journey alone. So that's my biggest high today to see how God is, God is, and he's everything I need for him to be after the is. That's the first thing. And that's beautiful. Thank you. And then I would say my low is, um, I, I, I can't think of anything right now. What that lady said to you at the uh, spa? <sighs> My low is, once again, not letting people who have color issues and weight issues tell me that I'm not beautiful. Period. Period. And not go to jail over here because being jailed overseas is like that TV show, like locked up overseas. Right. Yeah. I would need for all y'all to pull y'all money together because like I heard stories. I can't be yeah. like more than an hour. So I had to yeah. instant myself and not just, you know, punch in the throat. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't sound like, you know, locked being locked up over there really doesn't sound like a vibe. So <laughs> yeah. Or anywhere. <laughs> 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 Um, I mean, a highlight for me uh, is my brother. Well, actually, yeah, I would say uh, just seeing family recently. I didn't realize how much I missed that. Again, it's been Mm -hmm. some time with my niece. But uh, I would say if I had to pick one is uh, my brother and niece were passing through town uh, and they stopped by and, you know, got to spend some time with them. So that was really, really good. So that's definitely a highlight. Um, I would say a low point. Uh, I can't name one thing in particular i think it's just been how constant things have been as far mm-hmm. as things kind of dragging on uh, i think i've a couple of times gotten this illusion like all right there will be a breathing point soon and i'm speaking specifically just about just global bad news uh you know like we'll go on and i'm thinking like all right you know like things have been good for a few days and then you'll find out another unarmed person got killed <laughs> or another, yeah. you know and it's and it's hard to kind of focus on your day-to-day when globally you just kind of have these clouds looming you know um and i think it's one of those things that kind of reinforces that even though um people have gained different types of things it's also a season of loss for a lot of folks yeah you know i think for a lot of folks chadwick boseman passing also like threw things off um you know seeing that uh and still just seeing the constant kind of protests with what's at stake in the election and everything else, there is no real off button for it um, because this is real stuff. And so I Mm -hmm. think how consistent and persistent it's been, that for me has been a low point because it just hasn't let up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, losing the Black Panther and the Black Mamba in the same year has just been, uh, it's been a lot. That's been a lot. 
Uh, but I wanted, I wanted, I just, I know before we end, Kiva, uh, I'm bad. I really want to speak to what Sheree was uh, talking about. That's a beautiful story, and I saw that on Facebook today. And um, I thought about people really, uh, they never really, they only post the fruits of their labor. Um, and nobody really never really know how many interviews you've been on or how many uh, rejections you've gotten or, you know, how much work you put in. It's very important for people, especially younger people, uh, to really see that uh, because we only often post the rewards out of the hard work that we, that we, that we do. Um, but it's a journey to it all. You know, nobody has gotten where they are now just by just doing one thing, you know? So just the, the, the lonely nights or the, or the, like you said, weeping in your office or reading rejection letters or we regret to inform you, or we've chosen this person. I mean, that stuff is taxing um, uh, to the psyche. And uh, I think a lot of people just don't realize that. um, And they, and they probably forget. And once they see you where you are now, they forget about the journey. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's so important. I appreciate you for sharing that because, uh, like you said, from two years, you know, we've heard about interviews and, and that you went to. And, um, you know, so we, we were rooting for everyone on this call and everybody that's listening. Um, but just know that it's a constant battle and you got to keep fighting, um, even when it's hard to get back up. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I love that. And, I'm wondering if maybe next week's episode should be on on rejection and and working um, towards you know achieving your goals, but also recognizing that there may be some bumps in the road or, along the way. Um, and maybe right. we do need to have a conversation around that to normalize those bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. Right, normalize rejection. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Anthony. I'm not gonna cry, but I appreciate that. Always, of course. No, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna shed no. We back, y'all. We back. You know what? That actually didn't sound bad. You know what? It didn't. No. Sis, sis. I love that for me. I love that for me. (laughs) Um, All right, good people. We are going to wrap it up. I would encourage you all to find someone that you're close with that you can share your highs and your lows with. And after you share your lows, find a way to not only release it verbally, but also to release it from your body. So that might mean getting up and dancing. That might mean punching a pillow. That might mean doing some yoga. But find ways to release all of this ickiness that many of us have been facing over the last six months. Um, We are rooting for you all. We hope you all are healthy and well and whole. And for those of you that are experiencing periods of grief and loss, know that you are in our thoughts and our prayers. We look forward to catching up with you all soon. Until next time.